0: Abiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, let's start off by talking rugby. Coach Pine Pinner joins us on the line to look back and to look ahead to this weekend. Coach, good evening. Thanks again for taking our call on SAFM tonight.
1: Good Always to oh, a pleasure to chat to you. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks, Coach. What have you made of the team selected by the box for the decider? No surprises there. I guess they were always going to go back to the tried and tested.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously, uh, from the beginning, I think... Uh, Jock explained uh the the plan for, for the first, second and, and obviously third test. And um, you know, I thought with the third test, you know, they're gonna go back with what they felt would be probably the best we need three players available.
0: But there has been some talk about Jaden Hendricks' starting ahead of Faf de What do you make of that selection?
1: Uh, you know, I think Jaden really played one the second. you know, so I, I'm I'm really looking forward to that combination. Uh, it makes sense that Jaden and Andre played together in, in the second test. And, you know, with that combination going through to the third test, you know, it makes sense. I thought Jaden had a superb game. Um, you know, I thought his fundamentals were really well. And, and I think with the unstructured play, you know, you know he made a nice turnover. You know, he's, he's, he's Yeah, And, um, you know, I, I think it's just a compliment with how he played against uh, Wales on the second test.
0: And what are those fundamentals, coach? Because some people were saying that he's playing it safe.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well I think obviously uh playing it safe is that uh you know there's a certain plan that 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 um you know they went out with against Wales and um you know the the nine of the spin you know, he's he's gotta have a, a good kicking game, you know, he's gotta have obviously great delivery just to to keep the attack flow going. And I think Jaden brought that. So um I, I think it's not playing safe but you know, uh I think for him is that, you know, he really he really did well on the evening. You know, despite the loss, I thought they had a a good look at him. So, you know, it's a a big compliment for him.
0: And would you have also stuck with Henry next to him, considering his performance in Bloemfontein? I mean, didn't have a bad game, but was a bit inconsistent.
1: Yeah, well, again, I I think um, if if, if you take the combinations that I tried out with the second test, you know, it's a bunch of players that, you know, haven't played together. And obviously, when you talk about synergy and, and flow, that, you know, you I think they always would have been basically in a difficult position. But, you know, they were three minutes away uh, in a game of, of winning a test uh, against a tried and tested well. So I understand that people are disappointed and, and it's it, it should be like that. But um, I, I really think that, you know, the combination on the evening, you know, went well. So uh, to keep that same combination going through to the third test, it's obviously the decider. You know, I, I really back Jarl's decision there.
0: Mm. So, so would you say maybe the people must look at the positives or, or understand the reasoning for those wholesale changes yeah. in
1: bloom 100% yeah. and, and I feel sorry for, 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 for and again you know we, we are a passionate recognition nation and, and we we like winning and it should be like that but um, I think that uh, you know Jock and, 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 and the Spinball coaching management you know they went out of the plan and just to see what the type of players they have in the system and and. You know, look at how they under, how they perform under pressure, especially going into championship against uh, Australia, uh, All Blacks, and Argentina. You know, you've got to make sure that you know you've got the right players in your squad. And again, it's a great opportunity for for for, for some of them getting the first catch, Just to mention a guy from the Bulls, you know, I thought thought he had a tremendous game, you know, so I'm so happy with him. And a guy like Ruan Nokia, you know, he did so well in the URC, you know, he came on and, and did his bit, you know, so. Again, it's not just handing out caps, but it's raw. Somewhere, you got to get your first cap. Somewhere, you know, it's got to start you. And, and I think that's what Jock and, and the management did. You know, so uh, unfortunately, we, we, we didn't get the result, but uh, it's all squared up and, you know, it's all to play for in the third test.
0: And on that note, coach, of of handing out uh, caps, there is some talk that maybe what the box are trying to do is just tie down some of the young talent, make sure they don't go overseas, spend a couple of years in France and get to play for France there. What do you make of that? Is there anything wrong with that or is that foresight? Could that have been the thinking also?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's more, you know, rewarding the players that did well in the season, uh, you know, rewarding the players that... They put their hands up in, 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 different, uh, you know, competitions, but especially in the South African teams played well in the URC. I mean, it was spectacular seeing a guy, you know, all day like Dion Fudi on the field. Um, you know, and he did so well in the final, he did so well for Stormers. So, uh, I just think that, you know, rewarding those players with, with opportunity to play for, for, for their country, um, is fantastic. So, yeah, um, I know there's a lot of talk about that, but, I can't see Jock and them doing that. I think it's just for them, you know, giving them an opportunity to play their hearts out and then to represent the country. And, you know, and, and if it was a positive result, I think they did that. So, um, hopefully this weekend will be, will be a different, uh, different picture for us. But, um, you yeah, know, I, I really think that, uh, with the, with the, with the coaching staff we have, you know, there is that plan to the team, And, you know, it's not just, you know, throwing heads heads in the water and think, you know, what might happen. You know, they really plan it to the key. So I think that, you know, they did it well. and, And hopefully we'll get a good result on coming to Saturday.
0: Okay, for those who are just joining us we're just catching up um with coach pine pinner just to uh, get insight into last week's loss to wales and look ahead to the decider against wales on saturday with the box having named their team the 11 changes to the starting 15 as expected from last weekend so we do welcome your questions or comments we have a voice note let's play that
1: hi tabisa james from burn great show thank you very much uh, i think with the Spring Box. Uh, we've got to rely on the guys. I uh, really believe in this team and um, what they're doing. The eye on the prize is, is the World Cup next year, and I think that they are busy positioning themselves for that. So let's not get worried about what happens now. We're doing some selections now and, and seeing how things work. Um, the eye on the prize, and I'm, I'm, I'm 100% behind Ninoba, and <coughs> we can definitely. We can win this. We can be the first first team to win back-to-back. So, yeah, let's give them a bit of space and things are going to work out. I promise you they will. Thanks.
0: Okay, thanks for that. Let's go to Cape Town. Colin, good evening, my friend.
2: Evening, good evening, WZN Point. You were close, you know, Colin.
0: Before the series, you said
2: 2-1, but you, you had it the other way around. Uh, yeah, hang on. <laughs> I said to you, the first game is going to be at Tough game. You said no, Italy beat them. What do you mean? I said it was gonna be a tough game. And you know something to be so? We South Africans can say what we like. If the Welsh uh, Wales were disciplined in that first test, they would have won it. At one stage they played with 12 men, 13 men. We were lucky. So what I can't understand on an what made our coach I called it like a B-team. First wrap up the series and then give those guys the next one. We almost lo- we lost that one. What if we lost the first one? We were lucky, actually. Actually, I'm, I'm telling you now, I don't care what South Africans say, but my knowledge is Ninama made a mistake by putting in a second-rated team. have went for the Juggler vein and win the series and so on. I don't know what Lienaam is doing because it's history that they beat us on their home ground. Imagine if they won the first test. No, man, no, something is wrong. Something is wrong.
0: Okay, I'm thanks, upset. Colin. I'm
2: upset. Then bye.
0: No, no, I can hear. Pine, Pine South Africans are not happy to have oh, lost to yeah. Wales for the first <laughs> time ever. He no. doesn't understand why he's experimenting when the series is not <laughs> is not won yet.
1: No, Tabisa, you know what? I, and, and and I share Colin's uh, um, basically his, 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 his frustration and, and and his emotions, but. I think what, what, what would you have to understand is, and I agree with him, you know, the first thing was close, but the first test was close, but I mean, we played really well in the second half. And then, you know, with the disciplines that we enforce that discipline areas from, from Wales, you know, the pressure that we applied from, from our side is that, you know, we force them, we force the rest to, to, to show there. You know, when it comes to uh, our set when it comes to our morning, you know it, it it's difficult to handle and then when you can't handle that then obviously the ref, and when you stop that illegal or you or you are basically outside of the, the rules then obviously the, the ref will look at it so you know and 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 we 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 gained the win by being spot on in a second offs, and i said it was a big compliment for the for the um, uh for for the for the spin box. Uh second game, let's say we lost that first test, then maybe obviously Jock and then would have decided the second test you know would have been differently with the with the selection, but obviously us beating the the first the first test and then getting that that win you know and and I think they decided you know with the second test, you know they want to give a lot of cars opportunity um and and it's not just the b side it's cars i mean they've got a cap you know it's it's, it's they're representing the spin so. For us, is, you know, whatever side they pick, you know, we got to back them, and and we're gonna understand they uh, they're playing towards, you know, uh, championship, and they're playing towards the, the the World Cup next year, which obviously we're the World Cup holders, so we we're gonna understand, you know, that's where they're going to. So, I believe that, you know, the third test will be spot on on the third test. And, and the box will be hurting. You know, it's the first time we lost against Wales so in South Africa. So, I mean, we know the students, you know, they will be hurting. So, yeah. I think just, you know, they will come out in, in Cape Town and they will get my feeling and I hope so, that I'm right. But I feel they're going to blow the, the world away.
0: Yeah, and you know, they always come back stronger when they've got their backs against the wall. James believes in the first voice notes. But then, if they don't beat Wells Pine, does it become a disaster then? Are we going to have to have a commission of inquiry here?
1: <laughs> no. Uh, well, I mean, gosh, we're we, we talking about the current... The, the now no, you can't go back. We're talking about, you know, the current World Cup champions. And we're talking about guys working towards a goal. And, and they've done it before. So I can't see them, you know... Not not being in the right direction and not being spot on with their planning, you know that's not the way that Jock and and and, and Ratsy, you know, plans for the spin box. So um, I feel that that's obviously we 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 as a nation, although it's not a country like that, but um, you know, just let's pack the box, let's pack the box, and then let's um, let's support them wherever we go, and and and, and uh, you know they didn't go out uh the field to to lose against the Wall, so. You know, I just feel that uh, we gotta we gotta understand and we gotta be mindful of of, of what, where they are as a team and uh, support them all the way.
0: Okay, great, Coach Pine Pinar calling for cool heads there. Thanks for your insight. Always a pleasure talking to you here on S A F M,
1: Coach. Thank you, so to be Always a pleasure. And have a good evening.
0: Thank you, Sir Keep Well, there, Coach Pine Pinar. Okay, let's see what happens on Saturday then, um, Colin. I know the first test that did say the box to win by 10 but if you think about it there were one converted try from winning by 10 because they won by 3 but yeah what happened in Plumfontein needs to be forgotten let's see what happens in um, Cape Town this weekend and sometimes we take it for granted that people already have the team and all of that but here is the team starting from fullback Damien Willemse Cheslin Colby Lukanyu Amen Dialende Makazole Mapimpi and then Pollard and Hendricks the halfback pairing Jasper Visser is the 8th man uh, Peter Steff to Toysia Colisi complete the loop. Trio Lodiaga, Eben, Ezabeth, the lock pairing, France Malerbe, Bongimbonambi, and Trevor Nyakane in the front row. So it is uh, the strongest team available for the box um, that they've gone for. Tabiso, Musia on SAFM. Let's get a perspective from the Welsh now. You know, we always focus on our teams and sometimes never give credit to where it's due. And I think Welsh deserve credit for that win in Bloemfontein on a Saturday. And on the line, we are joined by Matthew Southcomp, rugby writer for Wales Online here in the country with the Welsh. Matthew, good evening. Thanks for taking our call here on SAFM radio station. Good evening. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Matthew. How big is that win in Bloemfontein for the Welsh?
3: Yeah, it's it's very big. It's very big. Um, you know, obviously, it was a very much changed side for the Springboks, um, which which kind of put the pressure on on Wales, really, um, because they obviously went. Uh, with their full strength side, uh, Wayne pivac uh, looking for a bit of consistency of selection on this tour, a little bit different to to the springboks approach. Um, so obviously, there was a bit of pressure to win that game because Wales uh, headed into the tour, obviously lost to Italy as well, lost the first test. um so they you know there was a bit of pressure starting to grow uh, on Wayne pivac. um so despite the fact it was a a much changed South Africa side to get that win, that first, you know, historic win against the Springboks in their own backyard was was big news for Wales. And how was the
0: reaction back home? Because I saw after the game, you tweeted history. They had no right to win the game, but history was made in Plumfontein. Have you been able to judge how the reaction was back in Wales?
3: Yeah, I think think everybody's quite excited about it, really. But there's also a a recognition that it wasn't the the South Africa first team, uh, so to speak. I think we're going to get that this weekend, and we had something close to it, um, obviously, in Pretoria as well. Um, So there's obviously, you know, you've got to give a lot of credit where credit's due. Wales beat, you know, it's still a very good South Africa side, despite the changes. And I think everybody back home is, you know, you can't take anything away from them. Um, You know, the squad, that is the the first win on South African soil against the Springboks. And I I think everybody's pretty excited about that. But there is also a a kind of recognition that it was a bit of an experiment from Jacques Nienaber. Um, so it's it's nobody's getting too carried away with it um, but there is um, certainly a bit of excitement about the fact that they did get across the line last weekend
0: and did did the Walsh feel disrespected after that team was announced for the second test what was their reaction to that team
3: yeah no I, I think there were obviously some quotes from um, Sir Gareth Edwards obviously a Welsh rugby legend um, along those lines I, I myself didn't go quite that far uh, in my copy I felt it kind of devalued the series slightly um, was my opinion, just because you know, it it wasn't, you know, you see a Khaleesi wasn't there, Lacanio Arm, one of the best players in the world, wasn't there, Chesling, Colby, etc. But it was also um, you know a very good side. I think there were seven players who were in the URC final. Obviously, Andre Pollard uh, was a top 14 winner, and there were a couple of World Cup winners as well. Obviously, Peter Steph dutoy coming back in as well. Um, So there, there was a it was an interesting one. I don't think many back home felt disrespected, so to speak. Uh, I think there was a little bit of a divide there on, you know, some people kind of agreeing with me that it was a little bit devalued, but at the same time, understanding that South Africa are just in a different place to Wales at the moment. Obviously it's the, the start of the international season really with the the rugby championship coming up, whereas Wales are, are, are at the end of the their season and and in a different place in their World Cup cycle as well. As I said, you know, Wales looking for that consistency of selection and, you know, the Springboks clearly trying to find out about players as well. So, yeah, it was an interesting reaction. I think it was kind of a a, a split into two camps, really. Some feeling that it was a a little bit, you know, devalued and disappointing, maybe, that it wasn't a full-strength South Africa side, but also a lot of people as well. Recognising that players like Evan Roos, for example, have had a phenomenal season, um, and a, and are great players in their own right. Mm.
0: But ultimately, Wales can only play who or what's in front of them here, uh, Matthew. What did mm. you, why do you think they got right in that game? Because even when they lost ten bigger, they still managed to stay up until stay in the game until the end and pull off that remarkable win.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're spot on there. They can only beat what's in front of them. I guess, ironically, um, they they didn't really get it too much right. I think they (laughs) defended very well. Um, I think probably South Africa deserved to win in Bloemfontein, but I think Wales deserved to win in Pretoria. So it's funny how how sport works, but I think Wales defended extremely well uh, in Bloemfontein. You know, we were worried coming into this tour as a lot of sides generally... Are you know struggling at altitude? We it was interesting to see how how Wales didn't really seem to to run out of steam, um, and I think that was really evident in the way that they de- defended. Obviously, kept the Springboks tryless for the first time in a couple of years. I think that's happened. So I think they can take a lot of credit for the way that they they sort of held the line because they were under pressure for so much of that game. You know, um South Africa had so much of the ball, but Wales had pretty much one chance and they scored. Um, so I think if you're looking for the the positives that they did well, I think they defended very well. Um, their discipline was a lot better than it was, obviously, at Loftus. Um, and when the chance came their way, they took it. And, you know, Gareth Anscombe, who gave up a lot to be here, obviously missing the birth of his second child uh, while he's out here, uh, held his nerve to to kick the final conversion. and And he obviously deserves a lot of credit for that.
0: And how's the team looking ahead of the decider then? I know there have been concerns, obviously, with
3: bigger. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty banged up now. As as I've said, they've kept pretty much the same team as much as they can for the first two tests. And this was always going to be the concern, was what sort of shape would they be in by the time they got to Cape Town? Um, And there are um, a few concerns there. Obviously, Thomas Francis, who got a concussion early in the series, has gone home. Uh, Wales are without one of their well, I guess he's the third-choice tight tighthead in Leon Brown. So they were down to just Dylan Lewis um, on the tight tighthead here. Now, he went off with what looked like an elbow injury in Blumfontein, which means they could be down to their fourth-choice tighthead. Obviously, going up against the, the Springbok front row, that that is a concern. But Sam Wainwright, who made his debut off the bench last weekend, did pretty well. But starting against the box is something completely different. Um, on Dan Bigger, as he touched on there, that... That is a concern. Um, you know, he went off, looked in a lot of pain with his shoulder uh, last weekend. But I guess in in that regard, at least you've got somebody like Gareth Anscombe there, who's very experienced at this level as well, that can come in and back him up and will play a slightly different way. So I, I guess obviously losing Dan Bigger would be a huge uh, thing for Wales, but you've got Gareth Anscombe there to come in if that transpires. I think more of the concern, though, really is that in that tight head position where, like I said, Wales are facing being without their first three choice tight heads. Um, and, you know, against the box, that's not a great place to be.
0: So, having come this close to winning the series at 1 1, don't think a lot of people would have seen that or thought it would have gone mm. to the decider. Now, do they expect to win on Saturday? And how and what's led to this turnaround because you mentioned earlier on that Wales lost to italy in the six nations their team didn't make the knockouts in the urc and nobody gave them a chance here in south africa
3: Mm, yeah no you're right again this is quite interesting Uh, in terms of the turnaround it's a difficult one to put your finger on i think that that italy game uh brought up a lot of questions for wales they've had a lot of serious conversations among the coaching staff, among the players. I think they got their whole approach to that game wrong. You know, there were milestones for Alan Wynne Jones and Dan Bigger. It almost felt like the result was was considered a foregone con- conclusion and and they got their fingers burnt. Um, I think coming out to South Africa, they had three months to sort of stew on that defeat. It was kind of backs to the wall situation. They're away from home. First game up at Loftus, it was, you know, obviously a an amazing atmosphere but a very hostile crowd um, and I think that's when Wales are at their most dangerous uh, when they are written off uh, they do thrive on that sort of underdogs tag um, so I guess it just sort of that defeat to Italy has kind of sharpened the mind and, and refocused the attitudes uh, coming out here and they and they they knew you could see in their first you know Dan Biggers spoke about it after the first test and if they came out here and put in a performance anywhere near like the one they did against Italy, then it could have been 50, 60 points. And, you know, like you said, a, a lot of people had written them off to that sort of result. So, you know, they, they've come out here to put a bit of pride back in the jersey. I think the first two performances, they've shown that. Um, and just to pick up on your other point, you know, going into the the decider, it, <laughs> I mean, I think the players will certainly believe that they can come out here and, uh, and win the series. Um, you know, they lived with the box for pretty much the entire game at, at Loftus and obviously it was a very dramatic finish but i just think these two teams you know they, they know each other so well now and they play a very similar style of of game and um, it just feels like they're always destined to be very close encounters and and when those when there are games like that, then anything anything can happen as we've seen in the mm-hmm. first two tests. So I think the players will, will definitely believe that they can they can pull off a series victory, which which you know would be absolutely huge just building on, on last week's result.
0: Okay, sets it up nicely for Cape Town on Saturday. We are speaking to rugby writer for Wales Online, Matthew Southcombe, who is on tour with the Wolf Chain South Africa. We'll just go have a quick voice note, let's
2: play that. <laughs> Good evening, Tabi good evening to uh, your guest. Um, I wanted to ask him uh, two questions. Um, the first one, we heard rumours uh, at the start of the year that uh, the Welsh uh, rugby union or the w- Welsh professional body um, is considering cutting one team from the United Rugby Championship. Um, it, it, well, of course, it was confirmed that was true, but is that going to materialise or is that going to happen? Um, and overall, what is the state of Welsh rugby? Because there's a lot of frustration uh, among Welsh fans reading on social media, people saying that they are very frustrated about how you know, the um, uh, the, 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 region, the regions are performing. Uh, thank you, Libra here.
0: OK, thanks Libra. Matthew, wants to know if why are they cutting one team from the URC and also um, how is rugby in Wales at the moment?
3: Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure we've got enough time on your show to, to, to go through it all. But yeah, just to pick up on those points, the um, it was it was considered um, basically a few months ago. A, a report was commissioned into the state of the game in Wales uh, financially, uh, and it sort of assessed the strategic options that are available to the Welsh Rugby Union uh, moving forward. One of those suggestions was to to um cut one of the regions so that go from f- four to three regions uh, that leaked out to the press uh, a few weeks before the tour and um, the Welsh Rugby Union have dismissed that since it was an option that was suggested but it's not one that they're seriously considering and um, there were other options suggested in the report which are a little bit more complicated but yeah just to on that point that was cutting a region was brought up but it's not something that's being seriously considered uh, anymore, so it's not likely to materialise. And just generally on the state of Welsh rugby, I, I mean, I guess the fact that that was even a suggestion kind of, <laughs> kind of tells you a little bit about the state of the game in Wales at the moment. Um, you know, it's always been a, a bit of a serious question you know about how we get the four regions competitive uh, in the urc and previously the, the the pro 14 as well um a lot of it does come down to the finances that are available um you know we're, we're trying to compete in wales with with the likes of well, as obviously in the urc now with with the likes of leinster um Munster, big irish powerhouses that have a little bit more money uh, to spend on their sort of infrastructure and their squads um and we're kind of lagging behind in that regard in Wales. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of issues that need to be sorted out, um, and like I said, the options that need to be explored. But much of it does come down to finances and how those finances are not only distributed to the regions but how they're used by the regions Um, so there's a lot to be tidied up and it unfortunately it's probably not going to be a quick process Um, it's probably something that will work itself out over over the next two or three seasons but it's all I bet I can imagine looking out from the inside you know countries will see you know Wales coming out to South Africa and taking on the box and then wonder why perhaps the the domestic game is is lagging behind so i understand the the sort of perhaps confusion that that can sometimes bring but yeah there's a lot of complicated issues and a lot of you know big decisions to be made uh, in the next few months
0: okay wonderful thank you matthew for your insight and for speaking to us here on safm and enjoy the rest of the tour
3: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. By the way, if you follow him on Twitter, Fox, you'll see he had a story today about Jamie Roberts retiring from rugby there. So it is MetSouth7 on social media. We're going to speak to Dane Clayt after this break.